The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Friday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. And thank you for joining us as we finish off the week together. It's great to have you with us and appreciate the opportunity to take a few minutes on this Friday and share God's word with you. And so we'd like to be, we're going to be today in Psalm chapter 97. So if you're following along, turn over there as we evaluate or we study out another section of scripture from the book of Psalms. And I'm looking forward to this as I've been studying it before uh, before this this morning. I've really come to be encouraged constantly by one great truth. And obviously we're going to expound on that truth here over the next couple of minutes. But let me give you the primary truth that we're going to kind of look at at its core And then from the core, we'll build out and expound on it, dig down, unpack it, if you will, and give us an idea of some of the more more the details behind it. And one of the greatest sources of truth is the fact that we know that God is God. He is on the throne. He's in control. And that what's happening is not a surprise to him. Now, we look at those things and we, we know them theoretically. We know them even theologically. But when it comes to practicality, when it comes to what do I do this weekend? What do I do next week? How do I deal with the situation at home or these different things? What, what does this truth do more than just give me a knowledge of the fact that God is real and God is alive and God is powerful? We know these things. And so we're going to look at those, kind of breaking those questions down in these few verses in the book of Psalms. So Psalm chapter 97, verse 1, the Lord reigneth. Let the earth rejoice, let the multitudes of the isles be glad thereof. Now, I was reading this morning and one of the commentators stated that this was prophetical, looking forward to the day that God would reign, or the Lord Jesus would reign on the throne of David and the millennial reign and all the earth would be at peace. And while that is very true and we know that is coming and we know that that is a prophecy promised by God to us and obviously it's to Israel, but it affects the entire earth. That one day Jesus will rule and reign the entire earth in a millennial reign. It'll start and then forever, right there. I would say that's probably not all that this verse is speaking to. And hear me tell you why. When I read the verse, this, these three words do not say the Lord will reign. It does not talk about the Lord reigning one day. It simply says the Lord reigneth. This is a comment that was made by the author Psalm in that time as a present ten action. It's happening right now. We know that God will reign one day. We know that God will come in his time and he will, he will abolish the, 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 the armies of Satan. He will abolish the, the craziness of the sin of our world and he will rule. The Bible says with an, uh, very strong, with an iron fist, really is kind of the way to put it. He will rule strongly, but he will abolish evil and he will deal with evil very quickly, but he will give us a place of peace. Now, that hasn't happened yet. It doesn't take a genius. It doesn't take a deep, great theologian uh, to understand that that has not happened yet. That's what was promised when Jesus came to the earth as a child, and that promise is yet to be fulfilled. It will be. But what we look at, though, is not, okay, one day, great, but that doesn't help me today. This verse specifically talks about the idea that the Lord reigneth, which means he reigns now. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. He continues to say, Let the earth rejoice, let the multitude of the isles be glad thereof. And he's kind of talking to the children of Israel. says, all As far as we can expand, as far as the world that we know right now, all these places around us, let everyone rejoice. Here, here's kind of the, a simplistic way to put it. God is aware of everything going on in our world right now. And God in his sovereignty 
and his power, omniscience, omnipotence, omnipresence, all of that, has chosen to allow us, for whatever reason, to rule and kind of do what we want on this earth. Our free will has been given a lot of freedom. And so we rule ourselves, we run the world, we, we, we kind of make decisions ourselves, and he watches. And yes, there are times that he intervenes in certain circumstances and answered prayer for his church, things of that nature. But the fact is, he observes and he allows us to decide which direction we're going to go. The Bible uses phrases like foreknowledge of God, and he references the fact that God is not oblivious. God is fully aware. And let me tell you why the foreknowledge of God is so powerful. And, that, and we get into talking about you know, the sanctification and sovereignty in the area of salvation and all of that, and that one of those words. But can I tell you one of the, the aspects of why the foreknowledge of God is so important? Because, you know, God knows what's going to come into your life in 2022, and we're not even there yet. God knows what's going to happen in your life next week. And in his foreknowledge, not only does he know what's coming, he is already preparing you right now for whatever is coming next. He's preparing you for it. He's using the circumstances of today to prepare you for the events of tomorrow. Now, we don't fully understand that, and we're not going to. I mean, how can we? We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now, and if we knew, we'd probably run away from it because we're not prepared for it. So God is teaching and using these things, and he reigns now, and he's working. He's working them for his glory. He's working them for our good, and that's why it's important for us to keep our eyes on him and focused on him even when it doesn't make sense. I think it's sad to me that in many occasions what we do when we know that, you know, we know that God reigns, but we, we take that to the point saying God reigns and anything bad that happens to be has to be his fault. That's, that's, just, that's just silly. God reigns, but remember, in his, in his reigning, he's given us a free will. And when you give someone a free will, you give them the right to make their own decisions, and that means bad decisions. You give them the right to make bad decisions. And then God says, I, and I will allow you to experience the consequences of your good and bad decisions. When we make decisions that destroy our lives, that is not God's fault. And we, when circumstances around us and, and bad, sinful people make decisions that affect us, it's still not necessarily something he's brought into our lives. He's allowed and the thing is, God has never promised to not, to stop these things. God has promised to be there with us, to have, be present, to hold us through it, to help us through these times. His reigning does not eliminate the battles. His reigning gives us grace through them at this time. It's he's chosen to allow men to rule down here. Let's go talk a little more in verse 2 about the greatness and, and can we see the awesomeness of God. In verse 2, he says, clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. Now you say, why would clouds and darkness be around him? It's almost like, it almost seems ominous, almost like evil, but that's not what it means. Remember Mount Sinai? Uh, you saw the clouds around. Why? Well, because man cannot see the awesomeness of God or else it would kill him. When um, Moses is on the mountain, he could only see his back. But even seeing his back, the Bible tells us that his face glowed for days. If he'd seen more, it would have killed him. So he surrounded himself with clouds. He surrounded himself with darkness that he cannot be seen by us. So what we see, we see his awesomeness. One day we'll see him face to face. But right now, we see his awesomeness. We see his power. We see the fact that he, he is righteous and his judgments are there. And here's why we say it's good, because his righteousness is powerful. Yeah, one day he's going to judge. He's going to deal with it. And these are things that we can hold on to. He says in verse 3, A fire goeth before him, 
and burneth up his enemies round about. You know, we look at that and many times we say, thank you, Lord, that we know you're going to deal with your enemy. And we do know one day. Uh, more than likely, the people that we're convinced are his enemies may not be. Remember, God is still a God of reconciliation. God is still a God of redemption. And the people, sometimes we say, oh man, I, I'm a little upset. I can't believe they did this. Maybe the person God's working to bring redemption and we need to forgive and move forward. But when we look at this, there are people who are so against God and God will bring judgment. So we look forward to that day, which means right now I'm not concerned about them because God's going to deal with them. I got to be concerned about me and, and, my, and my immediate surroundings, and my church, and my community, what I can do to make an impact on them. That's why I'm here. And I trust that God will deal with all these other things that I have no control over. And then I learn to trust in him. But see, yes, God's going to judge one day. But remember, God is long-suffering. We want God to be long-suffering to us. Excuse me, we must embrace that God is also very long-suffering to those around us. His lightnings enlightened the world, the earth saw and trembled. We see the great power. We see that his great awesomeness and power are there. The hills melted like wax, the presence of the Lord, and the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. We see, we see his description of the natural reactions that will take place and, and do take place when God moves. We see these things, but ultimately, we see the great power and majesty of God. You imagine when, how lightning lights up the world now when you're outside at nighttime. Can you imagine what it's like in the presence of God? I mean, it, it'd be nothing, the sun will not be able to compare to the Son of God coming down. That's what we look forward to one day is His greatness. But you know, right now, we look forward to the, we, we hold on to the confidence that that God that one day will come and take care of all of these things, bring everything right, and everyone will worship, bow down and worship Him. And those of us who are in this church will one day rule and reign with Him. All of these things are going to come. All of these things are going to happen. But that same God that's going to make everything right is working right now in your life, and He's not done with you. He said, he which hath performed a good work, he which hath begun a good work on you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's not done with you right now. He's going to keep going, so you just got to put your trust in him. And you just got to allow him to do what he's doing in your life. I promise you, and I tell you from experience, it doesn't always make sense. It's not always easy, but right and easy are not always in the same situation. And so we've just got to put our trust in him. And like we've said many times, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. See him see his power, see his majesty, see his glory, see his work, and just trust in him and follow him. He's got it figured out. He's actually already got it taken care of. We're not waiting to see what he's going to do. Really, the best way to look at it is we're waiting to see what he's already done, and we're just waiting to see it fulfilled. I hope that gives you a level of confidence this weekend, these coming weeks, in whatever circumstance you find yourself in. Keep our eyes on Jesus and remind that whatever's going on, he's on the throne. You know what that means? You can go to him. He tells us in scripture to go boldly before the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Get on your face before God and beg him to do something. And he'll watch to see what he just may do on your behalf. Thank you for the opportunity to be part of your day today as we finish off the week together. Uh, we'd love to invite you Sunday morning to our services here if you're close to the southeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, we have services start at 10 o'clock in the morning in person and online. And then Sunday night at 5 o'clock. Uh, those are our two service times. We'd love to have you with us. Hope you'll join us as we take time to worship together. And we'd love an opportunity to meet you. If we haven't done that yet, hopefully be an encouragement to you. Thanks for taking time to join us this morning. We look forward to seeing you next time.